Good evening, Lafayette. We're back. It's Monday. We are firmly, firmly into December, firmly into Christmas season. And it is the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Glad to be with you all today. So much to talk about. I'm not sure where to begin, but I guess I want to start with obviously the big news of the weekend. This is a news talk station, a news talk program. So naturally, we need to talk about the college football playoffs. I I, I went into today, I don't envy the college football playoff committee. Let me say that up front. I don't envy the position they were in. You had six good options. Michigan and Washington, I think they had to go in. Michigan especially. Washington may be debatable, but Washington, I mean, you watch Washington's level of play throughout the season. They played good quality ball. I think they, they'll probably be competitive in the college football playoffs. Then it came to the numbers, the number three and four spots. So how do you make that choice? There's a lot of folks who say that Georgia still had a chance, still maybe should have been in. Georgia lost their conference title game. What's more, Alabama really did shut them down at times. A lot, Georgia made some mistakes. Georgia had some bad calling. They had some simple mistakes. But Alabama did a really good job of shutting down Georgia in ways Georgia had not been shut down at all this year. There's also the strength of schedule aspect. Georgia's strength of schedule was not as strong as Alabama's. Alabama had one loss on its record, but it was to Texas, a team that also won its conference title and proved to be playoff worthy. But then there's Florida State. And man, are we divided on that one. Man, I... oh. I don't know. I really do think that at some level, Florida State, yeah, Florida State got screwed on that one. I think Florida State, uh, they were done wrong. And here's why. I understand the argument that Jordan Travis was out. Jordan Travis was injured. In fact, they weren't on their second-string quarterback. They were on their third-string quarterback. And the fight they put up against Louisville was not the best fight they could have put up. I understand all that. But the idea, the strength of the current roster, never really been used before to eliminate a team. It seems like a a new criteria that was just kind of suddenly thrown out there. The Florida team, it wasn't just Jordan Travis. It wasn't just the, the, the quarterback that led Florida State to the season. It had an undefeated season with a conference title. The whole team worked on it. And the whole team's effort seems like it was for nothing because they didn't get in. Now, yes, objectively speaking, Florida State was probably going to get blown out in the first game. They probably were. 
but they should have probably been in. And it's it's kind of unfortunate they didn't get in uh, to at least reward the team's efforts with that appearance in, in the college football playoffs. Now, this is the last year of the 14 playoffs that's going to expand to 12 team. Uh, so instead of one to two teams being disappointed they didn't get in, a bunch of fans being disappointed that one to two teams didn't get in, now we get to expand to like six to seven teams that were disappointed didn't get into the playoffs in the future. So looking forward to that one. But there's a lot of the there's a lot of talk about oh they caved the SEC to put Alabama in. Uh what about Georgia? Georgia played Georgia should have still been in. Florida should have still been in. All of that. There's still also people grumbling about Ohio State, but you know, screw Ohio State. Uh, I, I I say that I don't like Ohio State. I I'm I don't dislike Ryan Day. I kind of like him as a coach, but uh Ohio State did not Deserve to be in there, but there are still people griping about Ohio State for some reason. Um, this has been, I, I, I think, and, and there's a lot of apologetics going on uh, in sports media right now. There, there, there's a lot of apologetics for uh, the CFP committee, and uh, I, I, if you're confident in what you've done, you don't need apologists in sports media defending you. You should go out there and you should be able to say with confidence that you did everything right. And you can point to all sorts of things. You can point to the strength of schedule argument that Alabama's strength of schedule was stronger than Florida State's. And you can point to all these things. In fact, there's somebody on Twitter, uh, Iowa Hawk Blog. If you've never followed Iowa Hawk, if you're on Twitter and you don't follow Iowa Hawk Blog, uh, I highly recommend you change that. Because he actually had a system that worked very well. Uh, I need to try to find it. I'm kind of doing this on the fly. But there's a system that he referred to as the marble game system. And what it was, was a mathematic equation. Every team starts out with 100 marbles. And based on winning based on a win based on a loss based on the all all these mathematical things you give you you get some marbles you take some marbles away uh but it's a system that works so the marble game if you look at the marbles let me try to find the rules here okay Teams that have racked up a lot of wins, wins on the road, uh, all these sorts of different things. All the math comes together. And Iowa Hawk blog, David Burge, did the math, and with the marble game, here's what it came out with. Washington had the most marbles, then Michigan, then Alabama, then Texas. So that mathematical equation, which is essentially what it was, basically picked the right four for the college football playoffs. But again, I do think Florida State got screwed on that one. I really do. And it's unfortunate. And we're going to go into next year, and we're going to have a 12-team system, and everybody's pretty much going to forget about this year. We're, We're going to go into this year, everybody's going to forget about it. Except for those players. 
and they're going to come back, and hopefully this lights a fire in the Florida State program because this is a really good Florida State program that I don't think is going anywhere. I think they're going to remain a pretty strong uh, program, and we'll see them definitely return next year. But, man, going back to what I was saying earlier, I just feel so, so bad for the Seminoles. Then I was wondering, on that note, if there was somebody out there who had written the hot take that Florida State didn't deserve to win because they have a racist uh, cultural appropriation uh, mascot in the Seminoles and that they deserve to lose it, or vice versa, that somebody would write the take that uh, the college football playoff committee goes super woke and excludes the offensive Seminoles name from the college football playoffs because of woke culture and stuff like that. One of those two takes has to be written out there somewhere, and I hope somebody points me in the right direction of it. But regardless, I think one thing's certain. Michigan versus Alabama is probably going to be the most exciting game of the year. And should Alabama win that one? And should Texas beat Washington? The rematch between Alabama and Texas will likewise be insane. But man, I really, really, really want to see Jim Harbaugh coach against Nick Saban. Anyway, let's go ahead and take a break. 232-1542 is the number where you can send a message through the KPL app chat. Your calls, your messages, more of your news of the day coming back when we come back here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. We got to go to Canada for this one. A Canadian bus company rolled right past a Jewish group they were hired to take to a pro-Israel rally. You can find this on Red State. My colleague Becky Noble writes this one up. In what should have been a celebratory and joyous time of the year for so many people observing the holidays of various faiths, it seems as if the entire world is becoming more and more comfortable letting their anti-Semitism all hang out. And and there was a pro-Israel rally in Ottawa, and Jewish groups were gathering. They were going to travel over there, and the rally being held on Parliament Hill was intended to show Canadian support for Israel and condemn a wave of anti-Semitism that had been seen across Canada. Not everyone, however, appeared to be in support of Israel. Members of the Greater Toronto Chapter of the United Jewish Appeal were left in the lurch as around 17 buses that were hired to transport the group to the rally failed to show up, leaving the group rushing to make other travel arrangements. The buses were paid for and the trip was confirmed by the bus company before Monday, There had been no explanation for the no-show of buses from the company. It's just unfortunate that this is the second time that a a collection of bus drivers has just ignored a Jewish group for a pro-Israel rally. And it sucks that we're here. And those bus drivers in Canada, that's what makes them your J&J pest. They brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Louisiana's largest independently owned pest control company. You can find them online, by the way, at JJEXT.com. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. If you're paying attention, yes, there is a theme to today's bumper music. So happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. We don't say happy holidays. We say Merry Christmas here. 
Anyway, 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message to the KPL app chat like Rob, who says it's, it comes down to marketability and revenue generation. Alabama is more marketable and generates more revenue than FSU. Clear and simple, it's a business decision. And that probably does make up a part of it, but the committee will never admit that. The committee is a, a group of people involved in college athletics across the country, uh, and they will go in and vote. And none of them will admit that it's about the marketability of the college football playoff, but that is a huge part of it. I mean, Alabama is more marketable. People love to love Alabama. They love to hate Alabama. We feel a certain type of way about Nick Saban, depending on which way the wind is blowing. Uh, yeah, that's that's just how it is in college football. And yes, there is, but that that also weighs into like the strength of roster type argument where we can can Florida State really play the way it's been playing with so many injuries and being on the third? It's kind of the same thing. Are they marketable? Will be will it be a good game if if Florida State is out there on a third string quarterback who doesn't have the experience of the previous two guys? And I I I think that's not fair to Florida State, but I think it's it it's it's going to be it it, it would have been a a, uh, a pretty bad game uh, had Florida State been out there. So I don't I'm not saying the committee got it wrong, but I am saying I really do think that Florida State got screwed on that one, and it's unfortunate because again those kids worked so hard. This year, I mean, if if you want to talk about strength of schedule, you can look at Auburn's record, but also look at the fact that Alabama barely walked away from that one, and you can see why some people are a bit concerned. Anyway, we're going to take this break. We've got the commodities report and a commercial break coming up. When we get back, we need to talk about Disney. Speaking of you know sports, ESPN, ABC Sports, all that stuff, all owned by Disney. Well, Disney's having some problems, and they're just now kind of recognizing it. So we'll have that and more when we get back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number, or you can use the KPL app chat. Be part of the conversation. I've been remiss, and I apologize because I have not reminded you that it is your 5 o'clock news cruise. We've been, I've been so just into the whole college football playoff stuff, I forgot to let you know about our sponsor, Service Chevrolet Cadillac, Acadiana's number one Chevy dealer, nine years in a row. Stop by and check out their huge selection today at 1212 Ambassador Caffery. Get it all. At Service Chevrolet, including new and used car sales, parts and service, body shop and collision center, fine line custom auto. You've got the wash, everything you could possibly need for your automotive needs. They've got new inventory arriving daily over at Service, so it's your time to stop by. Well, might be a little late today. Stop by tomorrow or go online at servicegm.com. Service Chevrolet Cadillac. Their family serving your family for the last 50 years. Find new roads with Service Chevrolet over on Ambassador Caffrey. Now, y'all, I need to have a proud papa moment. Um, my kid entered a 4-H cooking competition on Saturday morning. She made, she found the recipe, she made it herself. 
I let her do her thing. She got a blue ribbon for a very, very delicious butter cake. This is a couple years now that she has been doing this particular 4-H cooking competition. Uh, two years ago, she did a, uh, a pecan praline pound cake which was fantastic. So I am, uh, I just, I wanted to share that proud Papa moment because it's, it, it just makes me feel good inside to know that my kid can cook and fend for herself so that she will never have to rely on anybody else. Anyway, I want y'all to reach out, 232-1542, if you want to be part of the conversation or to use the KPL app chat. I want to talk about Disney. So there are folks on the left who will scream at the top of their lungs about how dare, you know, how dare Republicans, how dare conservatives say that the woke messaging and all that, how there's no evidence that going woke is bad business. I mean, they're they're being inclusive. They're doing things for their customers. The racist, bigoted, homophobic, transphobic conservatives could never actually get it. Well, actually, it it looks like Disney is getting it. Bob Iger gets it. And, and it's kind of funny. Bob Iger is the guy who stepped down and then pushed the guy that replaced him out and came back in largely because of the lack of messaging posturing. Well, Bob Iger is in the news again. Um, At the Deal Book Summit in New York on Wednesday, Iger said, creators lost sight of what their number one objective needed to be. We have to entertain first. It's not about messages. And the left, the progressives are freaking out about this. They don't like it when a company turns its back on the super woke stuff. And they want to say... That again, they 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 argue that there's there's really no basis for for saying that go woke go broke is actually a thing. But I mean, look at what's happened in the corporate world. I don't need to sit here and list every company, but Disney has certainly felt the impacts. The Marvels, the new Marvel movie that's come out, which was a sequel to uh, the the Captain Marvel movie that came out uh, a couple years ago, that tanked. It tanked at the box office. No one was excited for it. Nobody wanted to see it. The the little messaging that there was about the movie and around the movie was all the, the woke stuff. I mean, the, the stars of it have made it about that. Nobody wanted to go see that. And Disney has been forcing that kind of messaging on its audience for so long. Now, people aren't excited about it. The stuff that did generate excitement for Disney is no longer... Uh, it's no longer bringing the audience. The audiences are tired of it. So it's creating a problem for Disney. Target is the same way. Remember a few years ago, Target went all in on trans-inclusive bathrooms, unisex bathrooms, and they made a big deal about it, and their, their, uh, their earnings tanked. And then over the summer, we had the pride thing, at Target, they had the the open pride display. One of the things uh, they had swimsuits that that you know if, if if little trans boys or 
these little boys that said they were trans, they wanted a girl swimsuit. There's a little place for them to, you know, tuck away in that swimsuit. Um, they had partnered on some of their pride merchandising with a designer out of the UK who openly espoused satanic messages on a lot of, of, of his designs of just Satan accepts your pronouns, things like that was on other merchandise. Not that wasn't sold at, at target, but that was sold by the person who target partnered with for their pride merchandise over the summer. Um, targets kind of in, in the fire of that again with uh, a couple Kurt Adler. Uh, I mentioned this, uh, before Thanksgiving, a couple of, or Friday after Thanksgiving, uh, there's that Kurt Adler nutcracker, the Kurt Adler Santa. Uh, there's the, It's the trans flag nutcracker. It's the pride Santa that's being sold at Target. Um, Target is openly gone with these sorts of things, and they have, uh, they've suffered for it. Their sales have suffered for it. The... The fact of the matter is that that corporations, no matter what what their product is, what their service is, what they're doing, corporations that have embraced messaging over substance have been losing. And the left is unable to figure out that their their worldview is being largely rejected. Most people aren't super into being messaged at. They really aren't into that. They don't want to be preached at by their forms of entertainment and the products they consume. They just want to consume what they like. They just want to watch what they like without being preached at, without being told that they're bad people for not supporting this. They, they can do this to be better people or whatever. The implication is they're bad people because of it. And so the woke corporations are struggling. My, my buddy Brandon Morse at Red State uh, writes, the question is, can Iger write the ship as he's claiming he wants to? While it's fun to talk about, this might be easier said than done. Disney is just under, isn't just under pressure from woke investment firms. Its own internal culture has made being a radical leftist a requirement for advancement or even employment, in some cases, according to a whistleblower. It's hard to get back on course when your crew is dead set on steering the ship into icebergs. If Iger wants to do right by Walt Disney and get back to Disney's roots. I can't imagine there won't be an Elon style mass firing to seize power within the company. Brandon's right. My, my buddy, Brandon Morse, he's absolutely right on that. Uh, it's a lot easier said than done. You've got a corporate culture and it's a corporate culture, by the way, that Bob Iger instilled It's one that he helped build and facilitate and now he realized it's actually crushing the corporation, and he's got to figure out how to fix that. I don't know that he actually can fix it. Again, he's facilitated it, unless there is a mass firing of all these people. But by the time you get to that point, I mean, now then it looks worse on Disney. Disney undergoing mass layoffs, mass firings. People going out there whining that their they were targeted because of their ideology. Just more drama for Disney. It's almost at the point of no return. Maybe they can survive it a little bit, but they have record cancellations of Disney+. Plus. They have people not going to see their movies. They, they, they've thrown a lot of their credibility, a lot of their reputation on the line with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the movies have, haven't really been all that great since Avengers... Uh, in game and 
I mean, even then, that was okay, but the the last really good solo Avengers movie was probably the original Black Panther. I uh, Disney's in a tight spot right now. Target's in a in a tight spot right now. A lot of these corporations are in a very tight spot, and and they've done it to themselves. That's the thing. I, I want to. I, I'm always, I always feel bad for the local folks, like somebody who who owns a Target friend, a Target locally, who runs Target locally, people who work at Target locally. I feel bad for them because as the company has to reorganize, uh, stores will be shut down, people will be laid off, that sort of thing. You'll you'll see that across these these corporations, people who didn't do anything to deserve being laid off or are paying for the company's mismanagement. You will see the same at Disney. You see that at other corporations. People who have made the messaging the key focus of the businesses, uh, of what the business provides, they, they focus on the messaging rather than the product. And it hurts those local employees. It does have negative economic impacts, especially local economic impacts. And you hate to see that happen, but you kind of got to think it's it's kind of a necessary bloodletting, too. Uh, you need for there to be this bloodletting at some of these corporations. You You need for them to understand that these decisions that they're making that are affecting all these people, they've done it to themselves. All right, let's take a break. We'll wrap up. We've got a couple folks who have messaged in. If you want to call 232-1542, you can as well. Take a break. Come back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5, KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5, KPL 232-1542 is the number, or you can use the KPL app chat. Shout out to T-Don and Billy in Church Point, both of y'all reaching out. PPC on Twitter, I know you're listening as well. Uh, glad to have y'all listening. If you just send a message on the app chat. I love conversing with you guys on air, off air. Uh, I like just, you know, getting the feedback from y'all as well. A little bit of breaking news to let you know, uh, the finalists for the Heisman Trophy have been named Jaden Daniels, Marvin Harrison, uh, Jaden Daniels of LSU, Marvin Harrison Jr. of Ohio State, Bo Nix of Oregon. uh, No. Where's Bo Nix? Yeah, Bonix, Oregon, and uh, and uh, Michael Penix Jr. of of uh, Washington. Those are the four finalists for the Heisman. Uh, interestingly, uh, some folks uh, pointing out Jalen Milrow just barely missed it. Although Jalen Milrow of Alabama had a great year, probably not Heisman level, but he's probably one of the most improved quarterbacks of the year without a doubt just with the performance that he put out this year but uh LSU's Jane Daniels does make it as a finalist for the Heisman Trophy so congratulations to Jane Daniels we will find out not too long from now who this year's Heisman winner is going to be now before we go this is the most insane but hilarious thing to happen. So there's a strange new respect for John Fetterman. Actually, as inappropriate as it is, the Babylon Bee uh, put out a headline, and I, I did a, a literal spit take when I read it. 
uh, man finds as he gains brain function, he becomes more conservative. Writing that about John Fetterman. Totally rude and inappropriate, but also hilarious. John Fetterman, using the website Cameo, paid George Santos to give a message of support and solidarity to who Fetterman calls his ethically challenged colleague, Bob Menendez of New Jersey. This is what he had George Santos say. Hey, Bobby. Uh, look, I don't think I need to tell you, but these people that want to make you get in trouble and want to kick you out and make you run away, you make them put up or shut up. You stand your ground, sir, and don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. Stay strong. Merry Christmas. <laughs> that's, the, that's the world we live in where Democrat John Fetterman pays Republican George Santos, who was just kicked out of Congress on ethics problems. John Fetterman trolls Bob Menendez by having George Santos give Bob Menendez a message of support through Cameo. These are strange, strange times indeed. You guys, I want you to have a fantastic evening. I'm going to be back tomorrow here on the Joe Cunningham Show. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, email joe at redstate.com. The podcast is going up in a few minutes. You can find that over on Substack if you look for The Joe Cunningham Show or look for The Joe Cunningham Show on Apple, Spotify, wherever you might normally get your podcasts. If you get it through one of those platforms, though, make sure you leave a rating and a review. Looks great on the algorithm. Helps the show grow. We want the show to grow. You guys have a great one. Talk to you again in 23 hours here on News Talk 96.5 KPL.